0: Previously, on the Untitled Beatles Podcast.
1: TJ, are they ever going to let anything be? This was a ton of homework. We're going to go over the let it be the new mixes, plus all the extras, the outtakes, and the jam. I am so blown away by this set. Yeah, it's like these songs get a little more spring, or you know, or they took some Adderall. The
0: sniffles have never been so clear.
1: Asshole. Hey,
0: asshole.
1: I know, we're going long here. <laughs> Casey, three-parter. Six-parter, Casey. <laughs> Six-parter. Untitled Beatles Podcast.
0: So, Tony, there are some pressings of the Maggie Mae remix that open with the Rod Stewart song. Wake up, Maggie. And I don't know if that's a pressing error or if Giles Marr just really into Rod Stewart. It's the only <laughs> time that Rod Stewart's ever topped the Beatles. His Maybe I'm Amazed is great. I know you're a downtown train
1: fella. <laughs> Actually, my mom was. She had the Casingle. <laughs> so on just, whenever Brothers, that came I out, I remember
0: the Kasingle.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She played that in the car at that time, late '80s, if I recall.
0: Yeah, '87 ah. is Downtown Train. '86, yeah. right around there. Ah.
1: But it did save all those runaway kids. I remember that. You know, the video had all the missing kids, and it saved. It would cause a lot of awareness. Uh, yeah, and that's a solo th- style. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but but then uh, Blind Melon, uh, or is it Blind Melon? Who the yeah. fuck sang "Runaway Kids Never Come Back"? Your filthy home is a one-way track. <laughs> they sang a song encouraging kids to leave their homes, and that's where Paul stole "She's Leaving Home" from. Just the mono version, though. <laughs> we've, we've lost our train of thought here. Run! But I would say about Maggie (laughs) Mae, as much as it's a throwaway, one of the things I wrote down here was, like, what makes the Beatles so brilliant is that they take this throwaway ditty that doesn't belong on an album and make it so joyful and so fun and so well-performed. Like, would you want to hear Manfred Mann sing this? You know, like, (laughs) uh, uh, in almost any other band's hands, this song probably deserves to suck. The Beatles <laughs> make this thing interesting and fun. It's a weird side one ending. It always has been, but, like, yeah, yeah props to Maggie Mae.
1: Just a part of Liverpool did it to me, too. Two pounds in a week, that was my pay. I agree. I agree. I think it helps that it's also whatever it is, a minute, 12 or however long it is. Yeah, right around there. <laughs> 40 seconds. Well, then you flip the disc and uh, yeah. yeah. Which I didn't do.
0: house side two? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it opens with I've got a feeling. Hmm. Rooftop performance. Uh, we got two rooftop performances in a row. I've got a feeling right into one after 909.
0: Did you ever notice that the opening guitar riff to I've Got a Feeling John Leader Used and I Know from Mind Games? I don't know why it just hit me listening to this. but I was like, oh, fuck. It's the same guitar intro from I Know I Know. Oh. Parentheses from Mind Games. Good ear. So, yeah, this is so open. Once again, it's like a Paul McCartney bass song. Have you ever heard Paul's bass on this thing? Sound like this?
1: Yeah, the mixes are just low-end forward. Yeah,
0: and high-end backward. you got to make a choice in life. Which do you want to be? This is, in your parlance, I made this joke already and I should have saved it for this because I wrote down, you play this for people who say Paul doesn't rock and you watch them eat their fucking words. And in Tony parlance, this song is definitively file under rock. (laughs) This song feels lost. This isn't on the one or the blue album or anything. This is one of Paul McCartney's greatest rock and roll moments with an incredible, equally good John Lennon bridge. And then when they overlap, like, shouldn't this be on the blue? Like, isn't this one of the greatest songs? There's so many tracks in this session that are among the greatest songs they ever did. This is one of them.
1: It's yeah. It's a, it's a good one. (laughs) No, you know what, man? This song has actually never been my favorite. But
0: I know. we have I l- the same discussion every time we talk about it.
1: <laughs> but I'm happy it brings you such delight. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. This song and the next one are not my favorites on this record. Um, whatever. Yeah, that's my two bananas about it. But uh One After 909 was a favorite of Mike McCartney and Astrid Kirchherr. And uh I really think um Glenn Johns liked that one, too. When they knocked this one out, it really did feel fresh again, it seems like. Everyone, when you read the books and the transcriptions of how it came about, everyone was real jazzed about this song, One After 909.
0: Yeah, I love this one, too, and this mix, the balance here is great. The Naked remix is just as good, I think, but it doesn't have the Danny Boy tag. That's where right. this one supersedes the Naked mix. It's the Naked totally. mix of this, I can't tell that much of a difference. They're both better than the original pressing, even the, the wonderful signing 09 remaster. George's lead guitar is super prominent. <laughs> John's Yes, I did has never been this loud.
1: I, to go, and I, bed, me.
0: I feel like they've improved in the song. This song just chugs along. And it's also really fun. It's the only instance, except, you know, maybe that ain't she sweet bootleg that isn't on these sessions of John doing right. it in these sessions, where you can go back and compare an almost complete song. To one of the early ones. It's so funny. And one of 909 wasn't released, the original one
1: from 63. Right, right. They recorded it. They didn't put it out. According to John, he tried to give this song to the Stones, but then they went with uh, I want to be your man. So I thought that was that one I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I read that in the book, too. And I wasn't sure if that was John misremembering or if that was him telling a fact. Like I don't right. know if that was John thinking this was I want to be your man because at the time he's like, well oh, I hate it's only love I hate my songs like John
1: no right. they're all so good. <laughs> he hates a uh, run for your life but they did it like two or three times during these sessions. They did that's another one Isn't not that on funny? this not on this set. Yeah, not on this set, not on this set. Yeah, one after 909 it always I pretty sure was the inspiration for that spinal tap the skiffle song when they're like at the diner and remembering oh. <laughs> all the nice. way home is the song. Oh. <laughs> she's the she's the if
0: she's, if 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 she's not on the five nineteen, then I'm going to know what sorrow means. And I'm going to cry, cry, cry all the,
1: all the way
0: home,
1: all the way home, all the way home, all the way home, all the way home. Then we get long and winding road. So to me, the, the orchestra was definitely more upfront again, like, not letting the specterization hide or try to bury it, like they kind of lean into it. I wonder, you know, I do wonder how Paul felt about that.
0: I think he probably had to listen to these to approve them, Tony. And you're ready for this? Can I get a drum roll, please? Some kind of like, mm. t- fuck it, I can do some kind of drum roll. There, I'm gonna- <laughs> Whoa! I'm leaving the show.
1: <laughs>
0: Going solo, <Wait. laughs> S A. Um, this is, I have this underlined and in bold, this is the biggest and most important addition to this entire remix. And here's the reason why. For the first time ever, do you know what Giles Martin and Sam O'Kell did? At the very end fade out of this, where the orchestra swells, they have mixed up front Paul's piano noodling that is not audible in any other released version of this. You can obviously hear it in the stripped version of this, but in terms of the original Let It Be, it is buried. Now to finally hear that little Paul kind of piano noodling at the end, the last impression of the song is not the Phil Spector bigness. It's just Paul noodling.
1: Yeah, with the harp. Yeah. That's one of the things Paul wanted, uh, number three on his list. Harp to be removed completely at the end of the song and original piano notes to be substituted.
0: Yeah, and it finally was. I mean, the harp isn't, the Spectre thing isn't eliminated, but it's like, again, not a being, it's like 60% Paul's piano noodling and 40% the Spectre arrangement. On the original "Let It Be," it is a hundred percent Phil Spector. It it I kept I kept rewinding it. I switched actually from vinyl to my download of this so I could just hear it over and over and over again. I took a pause because to hear those two things mashed together was just so nice. It like restored Paul's ownership of the song without removing the Phil Spector. To me, that's the thesis statement of the set.
1: And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because even on the naked version, he uses a different take. He uses a take from January 31st, which is a different performance, different day. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, For You Blue. Now we can clearly hear John's Queen Says No to Pot Smoking FBI members. Yeah, mixed real hot. Queen Says No to Pot Smoking FBI members. This was originally called For You Blues, and it was inspired by uh, the artist Sun House. He's using that, that guitar he's using was the same guitar he later used for Here Comes the Sun. So that's the Gibson J200. Hey, hey, hey. Did
0: Fed Albert play that guitar? Hey, hey, hey. It's Fed
1: Albert.
0: Yeah, this one also a Naked, it's the same take. The mix was fine, but this one's far more open. It's almost ethereal. I really love what they did with this song. Because you're sweet and lovely girl.
1: The blues. Now, Get Back is the only song that they truly formed at Twickenham. Like, it started with the riff and became a full-fledged song. Like, they didn't take it home and someone brought it in. That was, uh, you know, the intent of this whole project, I think, in... Paul's head, he was maybe hoping that they'd get like 14 of these, you know, like that were just created from scratch, you know, at the factory there, twicking them with the colored lights, but it went to number one. So worldwide. So good on them, man. It's
0: like one of their biggest hits. It's on every compilation and because there's different versions of it and it's on this album too, like let it be most, every casual Beatle fan has this song, the original, another fix here. The first note, the tune-up note, there's a tape warble. Rosetta. I feel like they fixed here. Interesting. Rosetta. Unless I misheard it, I feel like there's like kind of a warble. Am I saying warble? You know what I mean when I say warble white? Wabble, white?
1: <laughs> Hello, I'm Baba Wawa. Yeah, Cabo Wabo, right? <laughs> yeah, what are talking about? <laughs> Hagar's <laughs> Hagar's uh, whiskey company, or whatever. There's
0: only one way to rock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tequila, that's what it is. No, uh, I do know what you mean when you say warble, right?
0: Warble, warble, warble. Anyway, there's a a, almost a bending. It sounds like a tape thing of the guitar on the original that I'm pretty sure isn't here. The lead guitar is super present in the choruses. It was weird to me, Tony, you know, it's got kind of Billy Preston almost noodling, finding the key. I feel like that's buried during the intro. That's buried pretty low here, which I thought was interesting. There was a fine remix of this done for the one album a couple years ago when they kind of went remix the hits a bit. But this sounds great. I feel like this is the first get back I've heard. That really fulfills its rock promise. I know it sounds crazy, but like certainly stereo. Get back. I've always felt like is a little soft. I feel like this rocks to me.
1: File under rock. Well, you get two LPs of extras. Uh, LP number two, Get Back, the Apple Sessions, and LP number three, Get Back Rehearsals and Apple Jams. Yeah, you get a bunch of stuff here, a lot of speech from the Niagara Tapes, but I mean, you know, they had like 52 hours, so you would think we'd get a little more here, but I'm always happy for any, you know, to me, any Beatles stuff is good stuff. The more Beatles stuff out there, the better. It was great. It's sold. It's the bloody Beatles. Let it be. Shut up. What do you think?
0: Uh, I agree with you. And a lot of the Nagra stuff actually sucks. I went back and listened to a lot of it for the first (laughs) time. I don't think I have all of it, but I have a lot of it. And a lot of it sucks. Just uninspired jamming and going through the motions. A lot of half takes of stuff. I think all told, two things are true. There could have been more on this, and they did a great job. I've got one complaint I wanted to give you. This luxury vinyl set This looks like they designed it like fucking Passmasters or or like some like a bootleg company could have done better than this. Like it's kind of like different pictures from the Get Back sessions, like the Let It Be cover, only it's a gatefold. And it's just like it just it sucks. (laughs) The cover yeah, They could have
1: done a lot more. I mean, it's the same pictures from the back cover of Let It Be, right? Just put on the front cover. And the front
0: cover is put on the back cover. They just reversed
1: it. And just put it in black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done, but maybe it was going in this with the inspiration of the Let It Be, you know, experience, which is going to have highs and lows. I, I feel like this, and we'll talk about this more when we talk about Get Back in the Book and all that, but it seemed like they had fun when they were playing, but when it came time to talking, man, they were some kind of searching, bummed out dudes who weren't even sure they wanted to do this thing anymore, with the exception yeah. of maybe Paul. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk about every track on these, Tony, but like first off, how much of this had you heard and how much of this stuck out to you of like, oh,
1: I've been listening to this a bunch more times going forward? You know, I'd heard I'd I'd heard some of this stuff. I I did have one of those like all-encompassing Niagara tape things. And I used to do deliveries in a van, and uh I would listen to that. And yeah, like you said, it's just it is. It's like listening to the entire T of a film set. You're listening to everything. Like it's just, there's a lot of waiting around and noodling and it's boring. And when I was between runs on, on my deliveries, sometimes I would fall asleep. I'd have it playing. And it like, also the quality is low quality. Cause it's just these mono. Yeah, it's
0: bad. And the beeping. Yeah.
1: And all the beeping.
0: It's a lot. <laughs>
1: Cause so, it, the levels are yeah. so low. You
0: got to crank them. They get a lot beeps in your ears. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a lot to muck through uh, to find the gems. I think they gave us some decent gems or at least something that shows a story. Like it opens up with Ringo saying, like, morning camera and all that. Morning, everybody. Another bright day. Morning camera. Right off the bat, I love Two of Us Take Four. This is my new favorite. Okay. I love it. I love it because to me, John's harmonies are so... Plaintive, and he's doing a character. He, in fact, calls himself a Phil Dylan in this, like Phil Everly and good old Robert Zimmerman. Jacob Dylan and Jacob Dylan from the Wallflowers with his one headlight <laughs> on. I don't remember um, when it
0: was, but it was so long ago I don't remember when.
1: Ninety six. Ninety six. Good.
0: I'm not going to mock the Wallflowers. I had that CD. I really enjoyed that CD back then.
1: Yeah, Two of Us Take Four is a new favorite. I love it.
0: Love it too uh, I was This was a minor Disappointment Because I was hoping For like Either the fast Version of this I love some of the Fast run throughs Of this
1: Oh like where, the electric Where Paul's yeah. playing Bass and stuff
0: At Twickenham Yeah
1: At Twickenham Yeah um,
0: That's on the Nagra That's This quality is good Anthology 3's got a good Version of this With the whole Take it Don Okay Phil Where they do the whole Everly Brothers Right Yeah Kind of moment yeah. in that This might be my favorite I would take I of would- it Take it Phil but yeah, you can't argue with this lovely take of this lovely tune.
1: Take it, Tony. I like a lot of the speech stuff, like the I don't know why I'm moaning. It's great to hear like they're very meta at this point. It's like the Beatles discussing what they're doing. And yeah, it sheds light on like there's an impasse that is inevitable that's coming. And that's the breakup of this band. And it's just like they're almost on a train towards it. You know what I mean? They can't stop it. The things that worked out best ever for us. I, mean, I haven't it, really it, been it, planned it, any more so. than this As oh, right. you just go into something and it does it itself you know whatever yeah, it's right. going to be gonna it it going becomes that you know. see it's turned out <coughs> that for that and back it's back not back 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 what paul wants sense. like you know yeah. it was it's Why like if it, it's it say it's his number this whole show well it's turned he's compromised so it's actually turned into our number more than his number that's all yeah that's uh, that's all right it's all right but i mean that's what's bugging you really
0: and think how much it changed tony compare this to the speech snippets in the bbc sets i mean a lot of that was scripted canned radio stuff but think how chipper and beatles goofy that stuff is from the early 60s and then compare it to this in what a six-year difference
1: it's it's really crazy how different they were yeah yeah they just sound so tired and Man, I think they were, man. Like, the White Album was just, like, a few months prior to this. I really think, like, if they had just gotten one more month, but obviously, but, you know, Ringo had to be on the set of Magic Christian. Like, they had to do it in January. That's why this all happened. Like, yeah. a holiday happened, and then Ringo's got this thing in Feb. So we're going to make an album, 21 days, 10 miserable days at Twickenham, and 11 better days at uh, Apple.
0: Yeah, you know, India wasn't that far before this. Brian Epstein's death wasn't that far before this. They allude to that in the book. The change yeah. they went through in this time is insane, and all the more impressive with the batch of songs they came up with. You could make a case of the greatest in their in their history. But one thing I know people might quibble with that I'm not going to engage in this game: uh, the Maggie May, fancy me chances with you thing. Uh, yeah, there's a longer version that's been bootlegged forever. This is like a shorter edited version. Now the purist will say, well, if the full boot, if the two, three minute bootleg of this exists, why not clean up the whole thing and use that? And the realist would say, who the fuck needs three minutes of them noodling around and fancy. So I see both sides. I would love to have all the bootlegs I have cleaned up and officially released. It'd be fun. Can you imagine if they did like a, a dump of all the nagra tapes? I think uh, Alan Cozen refers to this in the Wall Street Journal article. That's the really yeah. the only thing left that they can really do. So, right. But at the same time, like, do you need it? That's the question. I don't think I need the longer Fancy Met Chances when I got the bootleg, which I never want to play.
1: It's <laughs> being honest. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I will say this. I definitely dug one after 909 take three. So not the rooftop. This is when they were at, I, I want to say, were they at Apple? Yeah, they had to cuz it had um Billy Preston on it and he's playing piano. So it gives the song a whole different vibe. And
0: Tony he's playing like Jerry Lee Lewis. Those are all those Jerry Lee Lewis fills and glissandos and pounding. It's so much fun. I love this take too. This take's yeah. fucking great. This one's essential.
1: Yeah, there's like a lyric flub in there. It's messier. Paul's kind of talking ironically over the solo bit. Uh, it's fun. I like that pre-song stuff. They fade in. Like Ringo's playing like almost this really fast like dance club beat, and there's yeah. this like spooky chord happening. I was like, oh, what song is that? It sounded so familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it.
0: One from that first side that is one of my favorites, the highlight track from anything so far. I won't gush forever because I already talked Let It Be. It's the Please, Please Me, Let It Be combo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paul's playing Please, Please Me, not, not in its original key, as a like a show tune torch song, kind of stumbling through it, adding a little drama to it. It's so fun to hear that song on piano. On um, piano, yeah. It, it's really neat. While underneath, George is practicing the guitar lick for Octopus's Garden. John's talking about <laughs> wanting to start. He only gets two notes to play in the song. Like, there's so much happening.
1: Last night I said these words to my girl. You know you always make a girl, but come on, come on, come on, okay. Come on, I only get two notes in this song, so <laughs>
0: This is the kind of stuff Tony they play before Beatles love when you walk in the studio chatter and stuff that's one place they they play it oh, that's and one of fun. the cool things about it but this is a way better way to hear that than fly in the wall because you don't get a stroke trying to figure out where it's all coming from. Hearing it in the context <laughs> of the songs makes so much... And lastly, this take is marvelous. The organ underneath, it's a slightly faster tempo. It's more gospel The simplicity of the organ and piano and Ringo's weird rhythm during the solo. Yeah. I know that george mentions the band quite a bit so with the band on my mind um and a band on the run you can hear levon helm singing this version of it it feels like it could be a music from big pink <laughs> it just has like uh i don't know i i fell in love with this version this might be my favorite part of the entire set
1: oh that's fun yeah because it sounds like a real work in progress still it still sounds like they're finding it a little bit yeah which is cool on a song that's so kind of pristine like let it be I really like the All Things Must Pass rehearsals. Yeah. Because you get Paul singing harmony on that. You know? And if only it was a, a full version. That's the only thing. I wish like half these things didn't break down halfway through.
0: Sunset doesn't last disagree with you on something? Mm, Sure. I feel like Paul had an era. This era of Paul is all bad harmonies. And this makes me think (laughs) of Spinal Tap trying to do Heartbreak Hotel on what the park bench or the fuck they are with.
1: Oh, they're at Graceland. They're at Elvis's grave. Oh,
0: God, of course they're at Graceland. Right. (laughs) That's what they're, they're being, right. They look at the well, grave since, and then they well, since, since my <laughs> baby left me. Since
1: my baby left me. Left me, me no, you can't hit that note. Mm, since, my, since since my baby, baby left, left me. me well, I when found I found a new place to dwell. To dwell. That's alright. Well, really. well, well, it sounds it's raga. Ba- you don't want to go raga. On no, not on this, it don't. It does. This is my baby. It sounds fucking barbershop. Well, don't Hey, Barbershop what? raga. Watch them. Watch them. A the new hybrid.
0: <laughs> So great. I feel like Paul gets a little harmony heavy in during this these sessions.
1: Perhaps, but he's trying to show enthusiasm. He's trying to show George, like, yeah, man, I like your song. I want this. I want to do this thing. And George is like, ah, I don't want to do the show. I think we should abandon the whole idea of a yeah. show altogether. <laughs> like, all right. All right <laughs> uh, What do you want to do now <laughs> Oh
0: sit here That's why you're moaning Paul Because ever- <laughs> George is surly and John's checked out
1: <laughs> I love that I mean mine Just that rehearsal version It's the, the one when you know John and Yoko start dancing or whatever There's that flamenco part in there That's wonderful
0: of oh, oh, the day That's the one they use in the movie. It's never sounded this good. That's what makes me so excited for, please, please, please restore the original Michael Lindsay Hogg film. Uh, I can't uh. wait for the Peter Jackson, but I will buy, there are hundreds of thousands of us, Tony, who will buy or stream the Michael Lindsay Hogg, let it
1: be remastered, right? Yeah, I would think just to see it. I have a hard time believing that they're going to put that one out. I think it's going to go the way of complete Beatles Whatever else is out there that they have since, like, (laughs) I guess, movie medley. (laughs) Um, The cartoons? The cartoons, yeah. I feel like they're just like, nope, that's the old version. Here's the new version. That's my fear, if you want to call it that.
0: I don't know. I don't think you can do that with this because this is... The Beatles cartoons and Beatles story were authorized by the Beatles, but they didn't give a fuck. This was produced in-house by the Beatles. Michael Lindsay Hogg was working in concert with that band... This will have to be released within six months of whatever Get Back Home video there is or there'll be outrage. They're going to get him in Beatles Monthly in the
1: Beatles book. (laughs) (laughs) Real takedown. I thought it was cool to hear um, Billy Preston sing, right? There's that jam. It's called Without a Song. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a standard. I've heard the Willie Nelson version of that. That's a standard.
1: I only know
0: Without
1: a song 1929 is when yeah. it came out. Yeah, Bing Crosby. Without a song, the day would never end. Your favorite, Al Jolson. Without a song, the road would never bend. And Sinatra also did a version of this. When things go wrong, a man ain't got a friend. And he later did it on his, uh, his album, I Wrote a Simple Song, 1971. Without a song to sing. Also, The Walk, which is a Jimmy McCracklin tune from 1958. They caught like the last 50 seconds of that. I love hearing when the tape reels like like speed up into I love that sound.
0: Another film one I love is Octopus's Garden with Ringo explaining it to George on the uh, piano and George goes, Oh, you learned a minor. (laughs) You You learned a minor sweet, it's
1: really fun. You learned a minor. eh? And you hear everyone laughing at Ringo's composition, which ends up being like, I sang that song in kindergarten or whatever, in music period. Yeah. You know? It's so sweet. One of the things I'm going to give as a flaw of the
0: set, there's one rooftop take, and we talked about this a few weeks ago in our Beatles News episode, and that's Don't Let Me Down. So something's got to be forthcoming. We talk about the Michael lindsay Hogg get back or let it be being released. Well, there'll have to be a soundtrack with all of this for the Peter Jackson. There has to be.
1: I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to hear the whole damn rooftop thing. I know, don't they do Get Back like four times?
0: <laughs> yeah, but they're all different And the very last ones when the cops get there.
1: What's funny, I always thought was that, yeah, they did that song four times, but they ended up using like a, a studio version on the on all the releases.
0: Yeah, which, which is weird. I guess that's just the one <laughs> they like the most. Did you yeah. read by the, no spoilers, turn us down if you don't want Peter Jackson spoilers, Peter Jackson digitally inserted Your Mother Should Know on the roof
1: so they actually <laughs> close with that your mother should know your mother should know Thanks, Mo. do you have any other favorite uh session outtakes or anything there's so many and there's not like a buttload, but there's a lot
0: yeah, I mean there's a ton. We've talked about them already. The get back take nineteen, that Billy Preston keyboard mix is so wonderful.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the take from which they use the coda for the single mix. Yeah. Dig the a pony take fourteen. Yeah. Oh my god, the outtake's amazing. All
1: I want.
0: I've re-fallen in love with Dig a Pony. I mean, I can't stop listening to the song. Paul's rock harmonies again in this take. It makes Let It Be Such a Great Album. Uh, the mix and the outtakes, this one grooves. It almost feels like an early 70s, late 60s Grateful Dead. I can't explain it. It just got like a groove to it that the finished master doesn't have.
1: I liked hearing that early version of Give Me Some Truth, which wasn't like lyrically finished yet. Sick and tired of rearing lines by sea now. Mind is short, hypocrite. All I want is the truth. We should change the guess. Tell me some truth.
0: I've had enough of reading lines by so sit down outside a politicians. All I want is the truth.
1: Just give me some truth. He uses like seasick as one of his <laughs> adjectives, and also just money for rope, which made me like. Do you think they would have ever used the word dope on a Beatles album? Something tells me no.
0: I don't know. By the time it was the uh, a new decade,
1: I mean, maybe
0: they could have done whatever they wanted. And he's got the different... He hasn't found the chord progression yet, so it's a different melody right.
1: line for that. Yeah, I like all the food that's going on throughout this whole experience. Yeah. They're all eating cauliflower and cheese sauce. Uh, yeah, during Polythene Pam, George requests cheese sauce with his cauliflower. Well let's have a then. Cauliflower. Well, you know, they seem to give us cauliflower yeah, yesterday. Yeah, right. uh, okay. i like
0: yeah. cheese sauce when they have Pam. It's so funny. And John ends it by saying, I'll give that one to some Liverpool folk singer. I'll give that
1: to some Liverpool folk singer. Yeah. Which is neat too. I like the original threadles when they're doing uh, I mean mine and they go into um What is it, Wake Up Little Susie, right?
0: Yes, that's kind of fun. They start with Wake Up Little Susie, I think. That's neat.
1: George makes a crack about Dave D is no longer with us because John's John's in Denmark or whatever. He couldn't make it. And he'd already kind of left the group. You all will have read that uh, Dave D is no longer with us. But Mickey and Titch and I decide to carry on the good work that's always gone down in number two. So that's a reference to Dozy, Beaky, Mick and Titch, which is a group that did not Make it. They don't play that one on Magic One Hundred Four. I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get into these guys. They sound I'm curious about Davy D, Dozy Beaky, Mickey. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) 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 Maybe I won't get into them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It is a great moment, Tony, because Paul's yelling, what he says goes for me and Titch, which is really funny, too, so Paul plays along with the bit, which is lovely.
1: What does he says goes for me and Titch? (laughs) Paul, yes and. I mean, Paul could teach an improv class. In fact, I think he is doing, uh, you can do an intensive with him.
0: Right. (laughs) He's he's (laughs) at the Ramus. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: Ramos uh, Harold Ramos Masterclass Paul McCartney Yes and <laughs>
0: It's pretty 50 bucks okay, uh, I'd like to But I got Levely You know what I,
1: I got the name For that It's called Yeah 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 And <laughs> <laughs> Boo <laughs> You know Not boo Teach it
0: <laughs> Gotta do it um, <coughs> All right you mentioned improv. My last mention was going to be in concentrating on the Sound, the mostly spoken piece. John picks a guitar and starts improvising what he's saying to a melody. John does musical improv. Now,
1: John, I'd like to say a few words on the subject. I'd like to say that I like the intimate idea rather than a large...
0: It's funny hearing John just—he's that's what he's doing—he's he's literally improvising, and he you know the, this has been reported on a bunch, but my last thing is when George is looking for lyrics for something, and they um, John's like anything that comes to mind, try tracks me like a cauliflower, which is right. which is funny
1: and then turns into pomegranate
0: pomegranate Palmer- <laughs> that's right pomegranate palmy- every time what
1: could it be something <laughs> oh, in the way she moves. Hmm? I time, can't think of what attracted me at all just say whatever comes in head each time attracts me like a <laughs> cauliflower until you get the word <laughs> yeah but I've been through this one like for about six months you haven't had 15 people joining in though
0: no I mean just that line I couldn't think of anything like a
1: Attracts me like a pomegranate (laughs) He found it eventually It's great to hear him Yeah, I mean that's like all these things When you hear people The artists working on their songs It's great to see them be human It's this human version of the song Where it's like, I don't know Scrambled eggs, pomegranate I don't know Filler words Uh, The movement you need is on your shoulder And you need someone to either edit you Or not edit you Catch you you with another
0: man That's the end, little girl
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) Which was omitted. Let's get to that. All right. So they (laughs) left a bunch of stuff off. What would you have liked to have heard? I've got a couple things.
0: I think the thing that most fans are clamoring for, Tony, is the Brazilian mono fold down issue that wasn't included here. I mean, Dr. (laughs) Ebbets did it. Why the fuck can't you, (laughs) O'Kell? Thank you, Dr. Ebbets. Thank you, Purple Chick. I've recently thrown your CDs away. I've sold some to Reckless, but I've uploaded all of them. (laughs) <laughs> those were those were big bootlegs in the
1: 2000s. Yeah, yeah, man,
0: <laughs> great stuff. Um, but yeah, quick things that for me it's missing. This was an anthology three, the first two. But Mailman, bring me no more blues is such a great tune that I feel like fits those sessions. Mailman, bring me no more
1: blues. Uh, uh, uh,
0: the rooftop, get back, that closed the rooftop. Yeah. You know, uh, the controversial version of, uh, excuse me, the controversial, <laughs> fuck me, the controversial <laughs> version of, get God damn it, I got it, <laughs> the controversial, <laughs> I can't say it, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to change the words, here we go, three, two, one, the version of Get Back that caused all the controversy that was um, satirizing Enoch Powell, but the papers when it leaked were like, ah, oh, the Beatles are racist, all that, you know, don't, yeah, dig no, no don't dig no Pakistanis. Don't dig no Pakistanis taking all the people's jobs. Oh, get, back. get back! Get
1: back! Get back to where you are Yeah, I wanted that on there, you know. Me too. I, yeah, and it goes into the, the German version, too, the Get Rausch or whatever it was. Get Raush, Yeah. Get Roush. Yeah. Do you think they were too Freddy cat to put it on because like the kids were going to cancel them? Like, what do what is this? And just, you know, blatantly take it out of context and not recognize what satire is and this kind of a thing.
0: Yes, I think that is it. And they allude to it in the book and they don't deliver with the song. And I do think that's okay because you don't want it to be misunderstood or even worse, co-opted. Yeah. Which is my big issue. I've addressed on this program before couple other quickies i missed and i want to hear uh, you the nagra let it down the 8 minute mm. dig it um i don't even need the full one but the i want you she's so heavy with billy preston echoing john i want you want you i
1: want you so bad, so bad. I,
0: want you, I want you want you i want you so bad
1: just drive me mad yeah i'd like to hear that
0: Uh, Dig It, where John sings the titles of all the songs. John singing Get Back. And lastly, I mentioned before, It's Unforgivable, where they get a fail from me. Zero fabs, is they don't have audio of Mal Evans incorrectly banging the fucking (laughs) anvil. (laughs) And and I will say, no, you know my name. Look up the numbers. Kind of unforgivable. Ah, but that Look, you know, my name is 67. I know when it's from. It's the B-side of Let It Be. It should be on here. That's it.
1: Yeah, I agree Yeah, I would add to that uh, It's in the same realm as No Pakistanis Was the Commonwealth song Tonight, will we'll to the immigrants You better get back to your Commonwealth homes Yeah, yeah, yeah They said you better get no, back home oh, Besame Mucho That fun version they do Besame Mucho Where Paul starts singing like operatically Yes Love that. that that was in the film i'd like to see that you know maybe that'll be in the soundtrack coming up maybe if there is one there's a song john did called madman which it's not that great but i mean i don't know i'd like to hear it at least a snippet of it i
0: don't think i've ever heard that
1: It's out there, yeah. He was working on it, yeah. And it was mentioned in the book. Like, they have the lyrics out there. I think he even snuck the word shit into there. I will say that a lot of the bonus stuff felt like a full version of the Fly on the Wall. You know, I think we heard some of this stuff already on Fly on the Wall. It's just now we get to hear it in, like you said, a less uh, stroke-inducing... You know, <laughs>
0: fly on the wall sucks. I've tried to warm up to that since '03. Like, I can't. Fi- and it's it's. I just can't follow.
1: <laughs> like warm up, like working out.
0: That's a, my, my 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 hype song is "Fly on the Wall." Hi Ringo, happy new year. Hello, Hari Krishna.
1: Yeah, mine is "Life with the Lions." <laughs> Similar. Mine's electronic sound. Oh, yeah. George. Y'all ready for this?
0: I came across for $30 at Reckless a 1990 something reissue of Wonderwall music on LP. And without a child or a wife, I would have bought it right away. But at this point in my life, like,
1: the fuck am I going to do with this? (laughs) Yeah, there's some good stuff on there, but 30s, (laughs) 30s. No, I I don't need it. (laughs) No, no. I think you can stream it now, too. So if you really want to hear that stuff, you can hear it. Well, go check it out if you must. Uh, It is called Let It Be. Uh, I think they're calling this, what, the Special Edition, you know? And, uh, yeah, you can get it. There's, like, a six-disc version. It's five CDs and a Blu-ray, if you have that 24-bit, 96 kilohertz, 5.1 surround DTS and Dolby Atmos sound. You hear what they say?
0: Kilohertz. <laughs> fuck up an Enterprise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your anti-rental car. Hey, the superstar. Uh, There's also yeah, you can get like a picture disc version. There's all the versions you can get. It's uh, we enjoy it. I mean, this is honestly basically a commercial for the Beatles every week. We love this band. They did leave some stuff off. Nothing's perfect, but it's a great mix. Yeah. Any final words?
0: Yeah, Giles Martin defended a murderer and Beatle fans aren't going to cancel his ass? Sorry, Giles. He go, He
1: gone! Hey, don't forget to like and subscribe us. Find us on the internet. Give us a nice review. We'll, be, we'll, we'll give you more of this great trivia. This
0: ex-Beatle, you know it don't come easy.
1: You don't have to shout or leap about. You can even play them easy. Kyle. Who is George Harrison? No. Who's Paul McCartney? Nope. Amanda? Who's Lennon? Untitled Beatles Podcast. Like and subscribe.
0: No. Who is Ringo Starr? (laughs) The Forgotten One.